Welcome to the AIM Mutual podcast series on injury prevention and worksite wellness. I'm Chris Sharp, and today we'll be looking at workplace safety and the top questions AIM Mutual consultants get from employers throughout New England. AIM Mutual provides injury prevention expertise as part of every workers' compensation program. Surprisingly, there's a common thread among employers, whether they're a small enterprise or a large corporation. And some of these concerns transcend industries, often centered around where to begin and how to mitigate risk. That's where injury prevention and worksite wellness consultants come in, first with a big picture view and then zeroing in on a custom program. Wendy Rosati, an injury prevention and worksite wellness supervisor at AIM Mutual, is here to walk us through some of the most frequently asked questions from policyholders, along with tips on where to get information and resources around building a safety culture and why it's always best to be proactive. Welcome, Wendy. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Chris. Great. Well, uh, let's jump right in with this. As a starter, hazard controls, injury prevention, and an accident preparedness are top of mind right now. Where can companies go to get assistance and capitalize on the moment of greater awareness? Well, they're on everyone's mind and for good reason. Yep. We are always promoting safety, wellness, and employee well-being. It's really ingrained in our DNA, you know, and the benefits are endless. Start by contacting us. Yeah. Uh, we have a team of injury prevention and wellness professionals ready to assist with several collective years of experience within all industries and certifications within a broad range of disciplines, industrial hygiene, ergonomics, risk assessment, infection prevention, worksite wellness, just to name a few. Okay. We customize our consultative process um, so that we can meet the unique needs of each policyholder and make sure that we're covering all the bases. So everything from analyzing injury trends, employee health risk factors, reviewing existing policies, programs, controls, developing prioritized plans to improve key areas, and facilitating with resources and tools along the way. With the pandemic, we know employers need to stay abreast of the fluid situation. For this reason, we recommend going straight to the expert sources. So this would be the CDC, OSHA, as well as state government websites for the latest recommendations and guidance. In addition to critical updates, the CDC and OSHA have also posted several resources and tools on their sites, including things like pandemic preparedness resources and tools downloadable posters that can help to reinforce social distancing guidelines, cough etiquette, just some examples. Bottom line, our team is always available to help. Our policyholders can reach out at any time um, to their assigned consultant directly, or you can request for assistance or consult on our company website. What if a company has a safety program already in place, but it's not making a real impact? Companies that may be looking to develop or strengthen their existing program and efforts, not starting from scratch. How do you approach that scenario? Well, we love getting this question. Our team is happy to work with our policyholders to review programs currently in place and then collaboratively develop a plan to address areas that are not only targeting injury trends, but also improving employee engagement. The most effective programs our team sees don't stop with safety policies, controlling hazards, training and regulatory compliance. They also incorporate the people part into the equation. For example, understanding the causal factors that may be driving uh, unsafe behaviors or what may be causing a lack of interest or involvement in safety committees or other initiatives. 
In addition to on-site support, our team has developed an online library of safety and wellness resources on a web-based platform that we call Basecamp. Resources are sorted by topic and industry, and we routinely update content. Let us help to reduce the time and frustration researching what you need. Let us do the work. <laughs> if not already registered, please contact us and we'll get you started. And just to wrap it up, our customers really don't need to go it alone. Our team is always available to assist regardless of whatever phase you're in in safety and wellness program development. So we've talked a little bit about what to do as proactive measures, but I imagine you get a lot of calls after a workplace accident as well, when, say, a company begins to see a number of the same injuries over and over. Let's say a company has had an employee injury. What should they do? Yeah, this is one of the most common questions that we get out in the field, and our answer is very simple report the injury. Even if you're not sure if it's a workers' comp case, regardless of the severity, report the claim. Why? First and foremost, it gets an employee proper medical treatment right from the start. We advise policyholders to also let our adjusters review the claim and make the determination of whether or not it's compensable. It's their job and they do it exceptionally well. Prompt reporting is the first critical step in getting claim costs under control. As for injury prevention and worksite wellness, our team gets involved to look at the why. From there, we provide guidance and recommendations to prevent the injury from happening again. Okay, Um, are you able to show policyholders that this works? Absolutely. Time and again, we've assisted our customers struggling with claim trends or one major claim and help to get them back on track. We provide metrics, assist with injury investigations, determine root cause factors, make recommendations and show results. An example that jumps immediately to mind, I was working with a policyholder in the social service industry. They have an outreach program where their employees are performing cleanup tasks within the town. We received a serious claim where the employee unfortunately sustained second and third degree burns on his legs and feet as a result of getting splashed with the chemical. Wow. Yeah, it was really bad. So partnering with our claims adjuster, we immediately arranged a meeting with the management team. I requested a copy of the safety data sheet uh, for the chemical used. Probably no surprise, but it turns out the product was highly corrosive, flammable, and toxic. Really as nasty as it gets. That's scary. The injured employee was only wearing sneakers and coveralls at the time, which compounded the problem. Um, Absolutely no match for this chemical. Rather than focus on determining the appropriate PPE or personal protective equipment, I advised them to immediately stop use and remove the product. I then researched two safe and enviro-friendly substitutes uh, for our customer to trial. Both were tested and thankfully one performed really well. I then worked with the program director to develop a policy so that they could notify their purchasing team that the safe alternative was absolutely the only authorized chemical to order for this purpose. I also participated in a safety meeting where we explained what happened, how the hazard was addressed, how to safely use the new product. We also reviewed their chemical inventory just to ensure that employees were trained on safe usage and PPE requirements. 
Since then, I'm happy to report that the employee recovered uh, pretty quickly and is uh, healthy back to work. And since then, we've seen no injury recurrences. It's been a couple years. Good to hear. So, I mean, I guess in this day and age, I feel like we are all just so much more aware of the importance of safety and wellness education and creating a safe workplace. What are some of the best resources that you know of for employers to rely on? It really depends on the situation. Uh, For all areas of injury prevention and wellness, we have most of the topics covered. For print and online material, we offer the Basecamp library that I had mentioned earlier. Uh, We also have safety mobile apps, vendor partner referrals for common safety needs, articles by our subject matter experts, and podcasts accessible on our company website. There's really several avenues. We ask that our customers just give us a call. Uh, We can offer assistance with any specific questions on an industry-by-industry basis. Okay. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about OSHA and how to record injuries and submit record-keeping information? And and are there any reporting requirements related to the COVID-19 pandemic? Sure thing. Generally speaking, record-keeping sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, but there are specific criteria and steps involved in determining whether a workplace injury or illness actually meets OSHA's definition of a recordable case. OSHA has a record-keeping webpage, uh, which includes everything you need, training tutorials, record-keeping forms, along with step-by-step guidance in determining whether an injury or illness meets OSHA's criteria, recordable criteria. They've also recently included specific guidance in determining recordability of COVID-19 cases. So the short story is you may not automatically have to record every COVID case that you have. OSHA has outlined three very specific criteria. They just recently again posted them on their website. So I would absolutely recommend going through the process of seeing if all three are applicable and then you can make that determination. Okay. Because of the nature, you know, of the fluid nature of the pandemic, highly recommend that our policyholders not only become familiar with the webpage, but also periodically check it for updates with what's going on right now. Also, our policyholders can contact us at any time and we can help provide guidance. Okay. I, I definitely understand you get a lot of questions on best practices beyond the one I just uh, forced you to answer. But uh, are there some misconceptions out there that you've seen? Staying on topic with record keeping, uh, what we find is employers sometimes confuse record keeping and claim reporting requirements. They sound the same, but very different set of requirements. So for this reason, I recommend that our customers keep OSHA record keeping files separate from workers' comp claim files. If you have record keeping responsibilities, uh, what you may want to do is create a binder print all the resources, forms, and tools that are on OSHA's record-keeping webpage, and just keep it handy as a quick reference tool. Are there any OSHA requirements that you know of that employers may not be aware of but should be? Yes. Two come to mind that often surprise policyholders when we talk about them. Uh, One, OSHA must be directly notified of any work-related fatality within eight hours of occurrence. For any inpatient hospitalizations, amputations or eye loss that occurs within 24 hours of a work-related incident. Employers are required to notify OSHA of those events within 24 hours of learning about them. Okay. The second is employers are required to post uh, their 300-day summary forms each year in a conspicuous location between February 1st 
and April 30th annually. So conspicuous location could be, you know, that translated, that is anywhere where in your facility where there is a lot of employee foot traffic, lunchrooms, common areas, that, that's where we typically see the postings. Also keep in mind that if you have multiple locations, you need to ensure those postings go in all your locations. Okay. And are those postings things that you have on your website? Those are actually, uh, the 300A forms are right on OSHA's record-keeping webpage, and those you would be filling out and, and posting. Okay, great. Well, Wendy, this is a wealth of information, and thank you so much for your insight on all this. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for spending this time with us. We have a lot of links and resources about what has been discussed here on our site and in the Basecamp library. So please feel free to reach out with any thoughts or questions that you might have, and be sure to tune in for our next topic. Thanks again, Wendy. Thanks again, Chris.